You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. So this morning, uh, we're going to talk about knowing our season. And that's an important part of where we are right now is knowing our season. And part of knowing our season is being able to see where God is moving and how he's operating in your life. So you're able to step into a fuller uh, uh splash of whatever he's doing. I can't even think of any words today, but that's okay. Um, we went to Phoenix. Let me just pray over us because I'm so excited. I've got like 5,000 things I want to tell you <laughs> in 35 minutes. <laughs> so Lord, we just thank you for your presence. God, we thank you for the move in people's lives, the testimonies that we hear and the testimonies that people are saying right now, oh, I should have shared this. I should have shared that because for all of us, you are moving. God, we thank you for uh, always being mindful of us. And the word says, who are we that you are mindful of us? But we are your children. And just like any good father, you have your children on your heart, in your mind all the time. So, Father, we just thank you that the word is fat and it is full of life. It's full of the nutrients we need in order to live abundantly, like your word says, that Jesus has come for life more abundant. So, God, we are living in the overflow of your goodness. And we look forward to even the word this morning, what you're going to share out of the word, what deposit you have for every single person, and how it will go across the airwaves and to the hearts and houses of people who are searching. Lord, we're just asking for you to multiply and open ears to bring people into the kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Now, my computer's not ready, but I'm ready. So we'll just wing whatever we need to wing. Uh, you know, we were in Phoenix this weekend, this past weekend, seeing our son and our daughter-in-law who moved out there and our two grandchildren. And it was, you know, how all of a sudden you have this realization that you're living in what you've prayed for. And it was so hard to have them move to Phoenix because they weren't very far from our house. But what happened when we got there and we saw the goodness of the Lord that had drawn them to Phoenix so that they could live in the greater purpose that he had intended them for, it, was, it just blew us away. Our son started working for a church out there, which was a secondary reason they moved. They, they moved so my daughter-in-law could go to med school. And uh, they just decided they were going to move whether he had a job or not. And then it all, God just unfolded it all. But I'm watching my son stand on the stage at the church. And I told Chuck, I said, there is the legacy we have prayed for. Yeah. You know, and I shared a couple 
uh, months back about the revival in the family that's happening. And I shared about what my son went through and how uh, we had to fight tooth and nail to get him out of the dark pit into the light again. And now here he is walking in the fruition of our prayers, of his anointing, of what God has called him to, as well as my daughter-in-law. So, you know, like uh, Keith shared, we are standing on the hope of Christ for our family. And that they will know him and that they will come into the fullness of their destiny and calling and anointing that God has given them. And we will not let go until they do. We will not quit uh, standing with Jesus in his word and contending against the enemy's desire to destroy our legacy, destroy the generations to come. And so um, it was just such a beautiful thing to watch. Um, and really just to see their joy uh, in moving there. Um, the other thing I wanted to share a little bit with you is Pastor Gene shared last week a testimony, and this is how we can see the move of God. You know, one of the moves of God is he's positioning us in different places, like Marquita, like Michelle. They both moved from their uh, another state to come be here because not only did he have a greater job for them, but he also had a connection with us that was supposed to be fulfilled. So he is positioning us, like he did my son and daughter-in-law, into different places that we hadn't expected to be. So there's a repositioning. The other thing is uh, Pastor Gene shared last week about how, um, <clears throat> and I watched it again this morning, Gene, because I heard it last week, how uh, God had done some amazing things. Two, two months ago, he had a heart attack, right? And um, had missed a lot of work, still, you know, doctor's appointments, physical therapy, all those different kind of things. But he said at the end of the month of the month of August was one of his best months of sales for the entire year. Right. And not only that, um, it wasn't because he worked harder. He said it was because, you know, God just moved on his behalf. And just like Deb shared, he shared that. All of his out of expensive, out of expense cost, out of pocket cost for all that he went through was paid and some. Okay. So this is telling me that there's a move of God on that because one of our other peeps, they own a business and they were out a whole week in August and their business counts on them being there to bring in a certain level of sales. Well, uh, and it's his own business. He's an entrepreneur Well, he was out a whole week and August is a little bit slower month for him. Like Jean said, it's a little, slow, little slower month and they had one of the best months they've had all year. In fact, I think it was the best month within a thousand or two. So here he's gone a whole week and unable to produce, and God is able to produce over and abundantly more than he could have done with him being gone. And his wife said to him, maybe you should take a week off every month. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> but so here we've got two testimonies within the same month where there was missing ability to make money and God stepped in and not only provided for that missing, but he also made it the best. It wasn't just equal. It was the best. So know right now that that's one of the moves of God's that's happening right now is he is making up for any loss that you've incurred. 
So if you have loss, you can put a demand on what's been shared, what Pastor Gene shared, what uh, our other people shared, because that loss anointing will be repaid. Okay. So I, I want to make sure that we understand where God is moving. And uh, that's why I wrote the book, The New Moves of God, because I'm, I'm demonstrating and showing where God is moving. So not only we can connect to it, but we can step into it or even recognize it. Sometimes God is moving on our behalf and we don't even know it's happening. And part of it is being able to step in and to recognize it. And, um, you know, he's doing these things that... I really don't even understand. And, and not that we understand everything God's doing, but sometimes I, I just shake my head and scratch my head. And I'm like, I don't even know what happened here. But um, like Karen was saying, we we're writing this and I've been, and I told some of you guys, I, I've been getting up, you know, around three o'clock every morning to write because I don't have all day to write. I have to work. So, uh, and I have to play tennis. Let's get real. Let's get real. So, uh, so I've been getting up early, but you know what? I wake up and God's like, you've got more than enough time to accomplish what you need to accomplish. You're going to have more than enough energy. You're, and there are some days I wake up, I'm a little tired and I'm like, God, you told me that I would have more than enough to be able to get this done. And when God puts us in an assignment, he gives us everything we need to complete the assignment. And yes, there's been a little warfare, but it certainly hasn't been debilitating. In fact, it's just been irritating. Uh, Karen said, I'm mad now. And when Karen gets mad, we're all in trouble. So, you know, that enemy didn't stand a chance. I mean, she was just like, I am over him. Over him. So know that you may, you may face resistance. We face resistance when we're trying to have breakthrough. And, but God has that resistance taken care of by not only his presence, but the power of the word that's going to come out of your mouth. Enemy, you have no power here. You have no ability to move. So um, the other thing is there has been a release of angelic, and I talked about this a few weeks ago, angelic assistance. And uh, I will tell you, it's not like I see angels everywhere. Every once in a while, I'll get a, a glimpse or a brush of them passing by, but there is a release of angelic assistance. The Lord told me that he had sent me in 2020, he had sent me writing angels to help me. And I'm like, what does that really even look like? And he didn't say, oh, let me explain it to you. He just said, they're there. Okay. I'm just going to lean into the there, but I want details. You know, I want him to, uh, you know, give me a map but yes, he did. God doesn't always work like that. So, uh, but we're working on it. Him and I are working on that. But I, I want you to be encouraged to know that we are in a season of good. A season of greatness for us. And uh, everybody wants to tell us that that's not true. But the word of God and the, the movement of God you can see that occurring. Um, so uh, I had a word for September 1st about what's coming in the coming season. So we're going to talk about that for a few minutes. Um, I, 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 said, I shared part of it over Daughters of Destiny, but I'm going to share the rest of it today. And, uh, Ecclesiastes 3.1, it says, to everything there is a season, right? 
And if you read on it, it tells you there's a season to be born. There's a season. There's all kinds of season. And we're in a season of building. We're in a season of moving into uh, a new way, a new time with God. Uh, the rest of that scripture is a time for every purpose under heaven. We're in a very purposeful season. And it doesn't mean that we haven't always been. It's just some look different than the others. Um, now, I'm going to read a couple of scriptures out of the Passion Translation, which you won't have in your Bible, but it's Proverbs 10, 3. And it says, the Lord satisfies the longing of all his lovers. And there is a satisfaction coming to us as we are seeing the fulfillment of things we have longed for and desired. It's funny, I went back and um, I was writing my book and I was, I was looking back at my journal over uh, the things that I was dreaming about with God, because that's one of my big things. I love to dream with God. And these were from 2013. And I went back and looked, because there's been quite a few fulfillments. But as I read through these 46 things that I thought would be amazing to have or be or whatever they were, I thought, most of these are so small. I realized in 2013 that hula hoop of dreams was very limited to my own ability to uh, brainstorm past what's possible. And uh, it's, I, it's funny because back then I thought, wow, this is like a high risk. You know, these things are big. <laughs> and I look back at them and I'm like, no, but that was as big as my mind could go. That was as big as I could dream. And God is breaking open our ability to think beyond, to dream beyond anything we could possibly do with our own two hands, with our own skill, with our own ability. And uh, so I'm just going to encourage you guys, just start brainstorming with God. This is what I'm thinking about, Lord. And now that I've thought about this small thing, open my mind to make it greater and bigger. Open my mind where the, uh, the ability would be a literal miracle by your hand. Uh, one of the things that we're kind of working on, and, and we'll talk about this a little bit of our 10-year anniversary, but uh, we've been here for nine years in this physical building. And our landlord, they sold the, the whole plaza, and the new landlord told us that they were probably going to move us out, that they would give us 90 days notice. And because they want, they want something else. I guess we're not uh, the street attraction they're looking for or something. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe not enough money. I don't know. But when he told us that, we're thinking, huh, where are we going to go, Lord? And we went and looked at a place last week and nope, that's not it. And God just kept telling me, he said, don't worry about where I'm going to put you. He said, just keep your eyes open, and Chuck has been looking, Karen's been looking, and he will find what he has for us. But what's interesting is I've had a dream, and uh, there was a word from Chuck Pierce that's maybe in April of, April of this year that said, quit worrying about money. Start asking the Lord for millions and billions to expand and extend the kingdom in this hour. Um, so as I was looking at that, when we found the, the shock of we're probably going to have to move, um, I just started declaring 
millions and billions for us to be able to shift the atmosphere for the kingdom and to get the school started up and and how that's all going to look. So be praying about that because I feel like there's a big move for us and um, it's going to be part of the expansion that God has for us, not only as the gathering, but as the school that he's going to bring up for us. And it's going to be great. You know, being able to teach kids about Jesus and not have to worry about it, being able to pray and teach them how to receive the Holy Spirit and to move with the Spirit. Just think about if you knew how to move with the Spirit from the time you were two or five or 10 years old, and some of you I'm sure did, what an amazing generation we will raise up that will shift the kingdom for God. Amen. Amen. So good. So this is the word. Um, um, Proverbs 10, 5, it says, know the importance of the season you're in. The lover of God is enriched beyond belief. The one who walks in integrity will experience a fearless confidence in life. That's what we're called to be, fearless and confident in what God has called us to. So it's important that we understand the season. And this is in a season of provision we just talked about. We heard testimonies about acceleration, about mending families, all of those things. But it really is a season of expansion. The Lord said it's a season of expansion for my people, number one. It's a season of uh, increasing your influence, expanding your connections, and there's an expansion over every area of your life. That's what we're looking toward. So when we look toward what's going to happen in a week from now, two weeks from now, a month from now, the first of the year, what we're looking for is the move of God expanding our territory, expanding our influence, expanding every area in our life, uh, whether it's children coming into, coming back, the prodigal, like Matt talked about, whether it's grandchildren, great-grandchildren, whether it's moving uh, jobs into a new job or getting favor. Um, and Donna, I feel like that works for you guys. I know you guys are got a little challenge back there, but you know, every time Daniel faced a demonic stronghold, he got the victory and he got a promotion. So we just released that over you and Lori, because I know there's a, a little bit of that struggle in, in your house. I mean, in your business. So, but it is a time of expansion and we're going to go to Isaiah 54 too. And I want to talk about the scripture for a minute and it is a familiar scripture. So I'm going to give a little PS and this was in my book too. Sometimes when we come across scriptures we're familiar with, where we've had breakthrough in the past on that word, when we read it again, what we do is we remember the past, but we don't actually grab a hold of it for our future. So we'll think about, okay, Lord, when... I remember that scripture because that scripture gave me breakthrough in enlarging my territory. So I am stuck on that scripture being powerful for the past. But God has given it to us with a new life breathed into it so that we will know that that past is settled and the future is coming in the word of the Lord. 
So um, I, 54, chapter 2. Enlarge the place of your tent. I'm going to read it, then we're going to talk about it. And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes for you shall extend to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabitable. So think about this. The Lord is telling us to expand. And when he talks about expanding, that word actually means to widen, to broaden. So he's telling us to get ready to expand. And probably many of you are already in an expanding season trying to figure out what the heck's going on because you didn't expect to be where you are with new opportunities that God has given you. Even in writing my books in the morning, you know, writing my book in the morning, uh, I've done it and finished it in three weeks. And part of it was because you know how God kind of stirs inside of you for months and months and months. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is a now. It's for now. And that's what happened. All of this was stirring inside of me. And then one morning I woke up and I thought, I feel like I'm supposed to write. And God's like, now. It's now. So I was like, okay. It, it, it was like that crisp, that quick. But um, when God's expanding us into some, something that we're not familiar doing something that we're not as comfortable doing or something we did a long time ago. I haven't written a book in a couple of years. It takes a little bit to get back in the flow or to get in the flow of what he's doing. So know that as you're widening, it takes some adjusting to widen things uh, and let them stretch out. We want to extend and spread out. The word I want to hang on for a minute is do not spare. I want to encourage you guys, do not hold back do not restrain yourselves from going from a fullness of God that he has for you. Even if it looks impossible, say, God, I can feel your anointing on this. So I am going for this and I'm not going to hold back. And I would rather make a mistake and go too far than to hold back and completely miss what you have for me. I would rather risk it all than to hold the reins. Because when we step beyond what we know we're able to do, it gives God permission to make it possible for us. That's like Chuck, if you want God to be involved in your money, you have to involve him in your money. If you want God to be involved in where he's taking you, you have to stay with him the whole time. And it's hard. I mean, it's, it's hard, but no restraint. That's got to be your word. No restraint. You know, but in 2 Kings, um, I don't know if I gave Noah this or not. 2 Kings 13, verse 18. Elijah's, uh, you know, working with the king of Israel. And, and he tells him, he says, take the arrows. So he took them. And Elijah said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. And he struck it three times and stopped. So the man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck it five or six times. Then you would have struck down Armin until you destroyed it. But because he only struck it three times, that will be his only victory. So we need to know we need to strike beyond until our arm hurts. We need to strike that arrow until we can't strike it anymore. We need to make sure that whatever anointing God has given us, we have released it until there's nothing else to release. It's like the woman and the oil in Kings. She poured the oil in the vessels till there wasn't any oil and there wasn't any vessels. She didn't pour half of them and then say, I think that should hold me. 
She did it all until there was nothing left. We have to strike the ground with the anointing God has given us, with this enlargement and assignment he's given us until we can't get anything else out of it, right? We're going to lengthen our cords. That means we're going to pull them out. Have y'all ever stretched out a big tent? At our old church, we actually had a tent because we didn't have a building. So every Sunday we met in a tent outside by a lake with the alligators and the mosquitoes. And one time we had um, the raccoons in the aisles and, you know, I mean, we did. The deer. Yeah, deer. Oh, wild turkeys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a little bit of everything. And uh, when bad weather would come. You know, we'd have to put the tent down. They'd come and put the tent down. When the weather was better, they'd have to pull it back up. Well, have you ever pulled up the cords of a tent that'll seat 200 people? It's heavy. So when you're strength, when you're lengthening something, it takes might to be able to do it. It takes strength. It takes some determination not to get worn out before the tent's fully immersed fully erected. So we have to know that part of this process, it's not only going to get um, strengthen us physically because it will test us, but emotionally, mentally, spiritually, it will test our faith. It will test what we believe. It will test whether we're willing to go, whether we know or not. God, I'm going where you want me to go and I have no idea what's going on, but all I know is I'm going with you. Yeah, so we we just have to know that this is going to be a great time of glory for the Lord, but it's going to be a great time of pushing us outside of our comfort zone. It's going to push us outside of what we know. It may move us into new jobs. It may move us into new locations. Who knows? All we know is that God is with us because that's what he says. His word says, I am with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So I've just got a couple more scriptures I'm going to share, and then I want to pray over you. And then Karen's going to bring out the teachers, and we're going to pray over them and the kids. But, um, uh, oh, let me just, God keeps telling me this, and I wasn't going to do this this morning, but I am going to do it real quick. Uh, I was listening to Bethel's Sermon of the Week, and there was a mention of God asking the speaker to give him his ashes. And he was like, I, I don't have any ashes. And I'm listening to it going, I ain't got no ashes. Well, maybe I'll fast forward over this part. And I was like, what? I was like, maybe I do. And when he was talking about ashes, it was about things that were in the past that were resolved, but have left a little bit of ash. So when we try to move forward, that little bit of ash is keeping us from taking the full step. And as I was listening and and saying, well, I didn't even have to ask God what my ashes were. They popped up immediately. One of them was uh, we closed a business in uh, 2012 or 13, something like that. And um, we closed it with debt. But within six months, God paid all the debt off. So that wasn't the ash. The ash was the disappointment from it not being what I thought it was going to be. And uh, the other ash was, or the ashes, was um, when we left our other church. We'd been there for 18 years and, you know, uh, I thought my expectations, sometimes your ashes are created from your expectations, not reality, but what you 
thought, what you perceived. My thought was that, you know, all the years we've been there, family, eaten, raised our kids there, I thought we would all stay like connected and in love and all this kind of stuff. And what I realized was <laughs> when the door was shut, man, it was shut. <laughs> and it was hard to let go of relationships that obviously I had more emotion tied to them than they did. So uh, I was like, Lord, I don't take care of that. Come on, God. So he said, give me your ashes. And uh, as I stuck out my hands with my ashes in them, because that's what I knew, God took them and gave me that beauty. And uh, it's funny because I would have never, if someone asked me, is there anything kind of hanging on? I would have said, no, I'm good. It's all good, God. But what I realized is sometimes there's these little things that hang on to us that keep us from moving fully forward that we don't even know. We just don't even know. So we're going to take just a minute and just, just ask the Lord, are there any ashes I need to give you? Now, I'm going to be honest with you. There will be some of you that this is a much deeper process than just an exchange, which we will do in a minute. Some of you may need to make an appointment with Pastor Karen to work through the deeper parts and Deb, Deb uh, Quinn uh, to work through the deeper parts of that, or we can help you if there's something beyond a simple exchange, because sometimes God will just do it supernaturally immediately. And then sometimes it needs a little processing to get through it. Does that make okay? Um, if you don't feel like this is something you want to do, that's fine too. But we're just going to go through a quick minute and just ask the Lord, just reveal my ashes. If you have some, it probably came pretty quick. Uh, if you're searching for something, then you're, you probably don't have them. So, and what we're going to do is we're just going to take those ashes in your hand and just extend your hand out and say, Jesus, take my ashes. Lord, we thank you that you are the one that restores all things, that you give us beauty for ashes. And where these things are that have hold, held onto us, even with no understanding of, Lord, we're just, um, I just keep seeing the ashes washed away, just a cleansing over each one of us, Lord. So God, we just thank you for cleansing. We thank you, Lord, that even in the... Uh, just even the momentary pain that has arisen in talking about this, Lord, we just release that to you. And we thank you, Jesus, that you are the healer of all things, that you are the restorer of all losses. Lord, that, that you will um, do things that we can't even comprehend out of this moment this morning. So, Lord, we just thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So did anybody feel like they got an exchange on that? 
Yeah, that's good. That's good. And it, like I said, if you need extra prayer, we're, we'll pray with you after service. We're glad to pray with you one-on-one. Just, you know, definitely let me know. So um, I want to end with this. With this, I'm, I'm actually going to end with two scriptures. One of them is First uh, Chronicles 12.32. It says, the sons of Issachar who had understandings of the time. And that's one of the anointings that God is releasing over us, that we will be able to understand the times and discern not only what the enemy's doing, because it gives us a heads up, but what we really want to discern is what is God doing? Because whatever God's doing, the enemy counterfeits. So he tries to confuse us with the opposite. You know, God is doing these great breakthroughs. So the enemy wants us to think we're stuck. There's no breakthrough. There's lack. There's all these different things. While God is above all of this manifesting in a way that we can see. So we know God's moving that way. I'm moving that way. And the enemy is not going to be able to hold me back from moving that way because I'm on it with God. I'm riding that wave with God. So that's the first one. And the second one is um, Daniel 2.21, it says, he changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings to give. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Understand that God has a chessboard that we have no comprehension of. And he is moving and routing and taking down kings and setting up integrity kings. And um, one of the two things that the Lord showed me. Well, one of them, Chris Reed was sharing about with Morningstar, and I shared this at Daughters of Destiny, that last year the Lord showed him that the prime minister of England would resign because of integrity. But there would be a woman that would replace him, that would rise above and be able to bring honor back into the land. And that happened this past week on Monday, right before Queen Elizabeth passed away. She, she commissioned her in that role. The other thing is, is while we were praying this morning, the Lord spoke to me and said, the house of Ahab and Jezebel is fallen. And that we need to understand that there is, there is demonic that is manifested in the natural, but those houses are falling. Those houses are falling. And, and all of the prayer that all of us are doing across the world, all of the things that are going on where we are standing in our authority, our identity, all those things, they are creating a domino effect against the demonic forces that set up house in our country, in our nation. So the houses are falling. And we, I just am excited about that because the tides are turning. I don't know how else to say it. There's probably a thousand cliches you can say, but all I know is Jesus is moving and I'm going with him and it's changing the atmosphere and the demonic is trembling. It says in the word that the demonic trembles. So the demonic is trembling and God is saying out of Jeremiah, he says, Jeremiah, what did you see? Jeremiah says, I saw, I think it was the almond tree or the water. One of the things, the bucket, the put, I don't know, one of those, I could look it up, but Jesus, God says, I am moving to perform my word. And that's exactly what's happening. We are declaring his word. He is moving to perform his word. And we're going to live out of the word of God in this time of glory, no matter what it looks like to the unsaved, because they see the darkness. What we see is the glory of the Lord rising above it. Amen. Amen. Okay. 
Okay, that's it, guys. I made it with one minute to go. Jean's, Jean's going to preach. I can feel it. You got something to say? See? Y'all are so lucky today. It is multiplicity. This is expansion and enlargement. I really didn't know I had anything until just now. Uh, God has really been, you know, we're talking about the, this expansion and in different things, and, and, and particularly in re, just there at the end when you begin to speak of things to come and things that are being fulfilled. The Lord's really been kind of drawing my attention to a generation now that is coming into uh, rapid ascension, and it's referred to as Generation Z. Um, most of that generation right now are from the ages of 10 to 25. And um, I think this kind of fits right in with, uh, Karen, with your vision in, in terms of the, uh, of, of the school. But uh, majority of that generation actually was born right after September 11. Uh, my daughter is in that generation. Um, and, and, and it was funny, I really hadn't paid that much attention to it or anything, really thought that much about it, until um, I saw a post on Instagram, actually, by Bethel. And it was talking about, it, it was, it was a, a prophetic word for that generation, and then it asked for comments. It said, put in your comments uh, what you believe the Lord has for generation, saying about Generation Z. And so... I began, and, and the only thing that you know immediately came to me was that they that they are going to arise to their to their calling very quickly, actually more quickly than any present generation. I mean, you think of it. I mean, the millennials that have risen so quickly. That, I mean, people that that literally have uh, have come forth with uh, ideas and 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 business models and technologies that ha have absolutely changed the world. And God said, this next generation will exceed that. And he gave me a scripture. And going back to Isaiah chapter 11, and you can read that in and uh, dispensationalist says this is just about the millennial kingdom. Well, I believe that, that, that there's more to it than that. But it says that the lion shall lay down with the lamb, and a child shall lead them. And God spoke to me, and he said, he said, he said, he said, those of this generation, referring to the generation Z, he says, those that will embrace the characteristics of the lion and the lamb. The, ser the servant spirit of the of the lamb and 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 the leadership boldness of the lion. When they embrace those and those become infused into their spirits, he says, "This will be it. Will be those that will actually exceed the next generation." We have a small sampling of that generation even here in our church. And, and uh, you know, and I, and but those of you that have children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews that are in that generation, you really need to pray over them and declare over them that they are going to fulfill their call because the, these are the these are the people that are going to be writing legislation. 
they are going to, they are going to be uh, 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 expanding opportunities. And the th- these are going to be the generation, absolutely, that is going to have a big mark on us in our old age. You don't want a bunch of nutcases out there. Okay, which this generation also is very much in danger of because you've got to understand they don't spend a lot of time reading the newspaper. They don't spend a lot of time uh, 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 watching CNN. You know where they are? They're in TikTok. They're they're in Instagram. They're in all the social medias and all these different things. They pay attention to that. They don't pay attention to us up here. And so we need to ask God, God somehow in the midst of all the distraction and all the technology and all of these things, God, you've got to you've got to speak to their hearts. There needs to be a voice crying in the wilderness that calls to this generation Z, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. My daughter at 17 years of years age, who who I Actually, was kind of proud of you know she she I called her the TikTok evangelist you know she uh, except for 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 uh, uh, I believe it was just Facebook she closed recently all of her social media accounts I couldn't believe it I mean she closed accounts I wouldn't close <laughs> and I'm like God what is this but I I, I said I said all that to, to, to say this. Uh, I believe part of the expansion of the gathering is going to impact Generation Z. Yeah. And that God's calling us to raise up that generation to, to uh, be able to fulfill the call that they have. And there's a short window for this. I really sense there's a very short window for this. So uh, I, 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 I had to put that out there, Pastor. It's, it's just been boiling in me this week, that uh, that this generation is called to exceed all the previous generations in the mark that they will make on our culture and Amen. in this world. Amen. That's good. That's good. And you know what's so awesome about this is we get to be a part of sowing and growing and interceding and declaring. We get to be a pivotal part of raising up, protecting, covering this Generation Z that is coming. We, none of us are lost in our purpose because another generation is coming up. And we had a little confusion when the millennials began to become the star power. We, there was this big divide between the generations. And what does the enemy do? He divides. Instead of bringing us together with understanding and cooperation and everybody carries their peace, it became uh, a big division, especially in the church. But we're not doing that. All of us, whether we're one or whether we're 120, are knit together by the hand of God for a purpose and a calling that he has for us. And we can't do it without one another. There's no one who can carry the mantle that God has right now by themselves. No one. So that's, that's a good word. I, like, I really like that. Good. Okay, well, let's stand. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Let us pray. Okay, I'm not going to sing, but I might.
Yeah, we're going to get the kids on out. We're going to pray over the teachers real quick. But we're going to just thank God. Just begin thanking God. We just thank you, Lord, that your purposes are defined. God, we thank you that there's new moves coming our way to step into. God, we want to be stretched. We want to be risk takers world changers. We're not going to sit on the sidelines and watch. We are quarterbacks. We, we are uh, receivers. We are blockers. We are uh, uh, centers. We, every position. We are coaches. We are water boys. We're every position, man. God, we are fulfilling to make sure the team gets where it needs to go. So, Lord, we just thank you that we are on the team of God. And the head coach is <laughs> the best coach ever because we will never fail to achieve victory with you leading us, Jesus. And we follow you. We follow the spirit. God, wherever you want to go, we thank you for the wisdom of one another and the testimonies that, that really push us forward, that encourage us to go after, uh, encourage us to be high risk takers. Lord, we're, we're risking it all for you. The walking on water is nothing. The raising the dead is nothing. The calling out the dreams of, of the Nebuchadnezzars is nothing. Every challenge we face is met with the possibility of you, Lord. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. And all of his children said, Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.